Welcome to the Mortgage Strong Podcast, guys. I got a good guest today. Going to learn a lot about some loan products that uh, that that a lot of people don't know about, and a lot of people are almost scared of. But this is our first uh, podcast episode of the year, so excited to get back going. We took a break over January. Got a good lineup for the rest of the year. Hope to get a lot of education out there. A lot of things to help consumers, help realtors, help our referral partners, and plus any recruits that are listening. But today I have a good friend of mine, works here with me at First Trust, Lindsay Barbera from uh, deep South Louisiana. Uh, we don't hold that LSU Tiger problem against her too much, but she kind of owns and, and runs non-QM for us here. And we're we're getting a lot of traction. I think Lindsay, welcome Lindsay, glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, so let's just start first things first. Give a little bit of background of you and, and a little bit of your history, and you've been with me for a while now, but prior to that, kind of some of the things you've done over the course of your career. Well, I got sucked into this glorious industry in 2008 um, and worked at an IMB out of the great state of Louisiana for almost 14 years, where I started off at the front desk, worked my way up to be a processor, ran servicing, and originated for a few years left in 2020 and took a job um, with Lenders One, which is a great mortgage cooperative. If you're not familiar with it, please look it up. It's a great resource for IMBs and banks in our industry. Um, had a five-state territory and had the pleasure of having Glenn and First Trust as one of my clients. Um, as things uh, evolved in my life and in, in the industry, there was an opportunity for me to join First Trust and hop back on the lender side, which I am very glad that I've done and have been here since June of 2022 um, and love every day of it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, she's just saying that because we're sitting here together. But no, in all honesty, we have a great time up here. Learn a lot together, do a lot together. And probably about six or seven months ago, I could be a little wrong on that, but we've been doing non-QM and, and we've kind of just been playing in non-QM. And so let's stop right there for everybody who don't know. Non-QM is a non-qualified mortgage. It's something that don't fit under Jenny, Freddie, Fannie. So it's not going to go USDA. It's not going to go FHA, VA, uh, conventional. So just for people just kind of wondering, and there's a whole array, you know, products out there, and we're not going to go into all of them, but we were kind of dipping our toe in the non-QM market a little bit, kind of playing at it, not really going full-fledged into it, a little scared of it, not knowing. And I kind of asked Lindsay one day, and Ben, uh, our president, asked Lindsay one day, hey, would you would you help us with this? Would you kind of take this over? And Lindsay's got a good knowledge base and well-rounded, and she's like, absolutely. And so since that time, our non-QM has really picked up. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot together. We've learned how to handle our processes much better, and, and it's been really good. Uh, but a little bit about Lindsay personally, she's married to Dane, great guy. I've got to do a lot of stuff with Dane, and she's got some boys around her house. I mean, she's in a house full of boys. You want to talk a little bit about that before I quiz you to death on non-QM? Yep, I got. Uh, I am a boy mom through and through. I have three boys. I have a stepson, bonus son, as like I like to call him. He's eight, about to turn nine. Um, I've got a son that just turned eight, Riggs. The oldest one's name is Tristan, and we have a... I would say new baby, but he just turned 16 months and his name is Ritter. He is the caboose. We are done. Um, and then I have two girl dogs. And that's about all I have as far as the girl uh, representation at my house. Um, it's a loud house, but I would have it no other way. 
Yeah, yeah, cool. So back over to the non-QM and what we're doing. So, Lindsay, talk a little bit about some of the kind of most popular products that we're doing here at First Trust and where some of those most popular products fit. What kind of borrower fits with those most popular products? And, and you're talking on the podcast. We have realtors listening, insurance agents listening, consumers listening, mm-hmm. and even other LOs from other companies listening. So just to give you some preface on our audience. I would say um, the first thing to really point out is that non-QM is not, is not a new um, product. It's honestly been around for quite a while. Um, it took a little bit of a step back during some of the tougher times and has really reemerged uh, post-COVID. Um, it is, some people like to say that they're scary because they're different, but I like to say they're really not scary once you get, do one or two of them and you understand the the whole idea behind them and the concept and why they work and who they work for, they really can be a great source of additional revenue for loan officers, a great resource for uh, realtors, and um, really a great resource for a lot of you folks that are listening right now that may not think about um, the possibility of being able to buy a house due to being self-employed or um, whatever the reason may be. I would say there's two different categories that non-QM falls into. Um, there are what we call alt doc loans, which are al- alternative documentation, and then there are loans that are um, more geared towards your investors. I'll start with the um, the alt doc loans, which underneath that um, category does fall full doc. So think when you think non QM, think um, that your borrower you're going to need to get a little bit more creative with your borrower. Does your borrower have a recent credit event? Are they self-employed? Do they not show much income on their tax returns? Um, or do they have a recent bankruptcy or foreclosure? Do they have less reserves? Think things like that, and that might be what um, makes you lean towards um, non-QM. As far as what the most popular product we do on the alt doc space, I would say that's hands down going to be the bank statement loan. Um, these are for folks that are self-employed but may not show uh, a tremendous amount of income on their tax returns. Um, we all know that people have gotten more conservative with um, how they handle their taxes. Um, and so traditionally, when you would go to apply for a mortgage, um, if you could not show enough income to qualify for the home, whether it's conventional or whatever route you were going, you wouldn't get the house. That was just it. You'd have to restructure how you're doing your taxes and come back at a later date, a year or two years later. Well, the non-QM space has really um, expanded the opportunity for these self-employed borrowers because they, instead of looking at tax returns, they want to look at 12 months and then sometimes 24 months of personal and or business bank statements, depending on how you handle your business. Um, What they do is we calculate the income we calculate the use of the deposits within the um, on the bank statements and are able to calculate um, more income. I'll give an example. I had one the other day that a loan officer looked at the tax returns and I think they got maybe four grand a month in income off their tax returns. They sent the bank statements to me and I think we got close to 30 grand a month, which if you think about it from a realtor's mindset, from a buyer's mindset, the, the buying power just increased tremendously for this borrower. And now the borrower no longer has to wait for them to buy the home. They can buy the home now and even buy more home because they can afford it um, without having to go back to their CPA, change their whole methodology on how they're um, running their business. Um, there are 1099 options. So for you realtors out there or um, folks that like to file Schedule C, as far as um, realtors go, there's an option for you. You don't have to own the brokerage. 
Um, you can be a, a realtor. That is technically being self-employed. Um, there are P&L options. There are asset utilization um, options. And what that means, if you've got a borrower that doesn't work, but has a boatload of assets um, and has saved over the years, we can actually um, divide that number into a monthly income figure and they don't have to liquidate any of it. So some really neat options on, in that space. Um, if you've got a full doc borrower that is your typical wage earner, but maybe they have a, a mortgage late in the last 12 months, or they have um, some a recent credit event, those are okay. And so you can still get a loan, which most likely you're out on the conventional FHA, you know, on the your normal kind of vanilla loan product. So it's important to think about that. These loan uh, volumes will go up to three and a half million. Um, the LTVs can go up to as high as 90%. There's no mortgage insurance, which is another big thing for, for borrowers on those. Um, so that really sums up kind of the alt doc. We've got I-10 options, which is becoming a more popular product these days. Um, we've got foreign national options with folks that live in another country and want to buy an investment property here. So just in that space alone, um, there's a lot of options and a lot of opportunity um, for realtors to get more business, for loan officers to get more business, whether you um, get with attorneys, you get with, um, you know, you go to your chamber of commerce, just different things, start getting involved. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Po COVID has really erupted the self-employment. And I think that's only going to get more and more as the years go by. If you want to be their own boss, they want to, um, you know, control how they get paid people working from home. It really is opening a door to a lot of different um, self-employed op opportunities out there. So, so you said in there, the alt doc, and let's just say a bank statement loan. So a person could, could obviously in the example you gave, because four or five times more borrowing power, which is awesome. And those people are not paying taxes on 30,000 a month. They're paying taxes on, you know, what their tax return shows. So, which is a, a good advantage for a customer. But on that uh, product there, are, are these loans and does there a 30 year fixed option? Is there only adjustables? Are there, what are the options? Are there 15 year, 10 year, what, what kind of Pay, you know, amortization payback okay. schedule is there? Yep, they come, they can be anywhere from 15 to 40 year fixed. Uh, the 40 year usually comes into play when I, you know, I kind of wanted to separate this out from the alt doc to the DSCR and talk about that in a second, but um, they can go up to 40 year fixed. You can do interest only loans where the first 10 years of the mortgage um, is interest only and the remainder of the term is, um, is fixed. The those come into play when your DTI is really tight. And uh, for those DTIs debt to income, these loans will allow you to go up to 50%, which is also higher than your typical DTI on the conforming side. Um, they will, there's another thing that I wanted to mention that they do that's that they you can't do on the other ones, but uh, they also have some in some opportunities you have unlimited cash out opportunities depending on what the LTV is. So that's really big depending on. You know, if you've got a, a jumbo loan, if these loans go up to three and a half million, you've got a jumbo borrower that's looking to do a cash out. Your typical jumbo investors are capping you at probably 500 grand, if not less than that. But there are some of these, if your LTV is low enough, I think it's below 65%. I'm pretty sure it's unlimited cash out opportunity, which is is huge. Wow. So so used for refis and purchase. Correct. Yep. This is a purchase and a refi um, method. So yeah. And so, you know, to think about these on these all stock loans, there's no prepayment penalty. Um, your interest rates probably going to be slightly higher, but you know, as rates hopefully continue to trend in the downward direction, there's an opportunity to get the house you want, refinance at a later date at a lower rate um, and go from there. 
So, so you're truly saying on this alt doc, and I know I'm going to jump into the DSCR because we probably as a company do more of those yes. than any loan, but on the alt doc, so truly a self-employed borrower can get a loan without tax returns, basically, is what you're saying. We're not utilizing tax returns. Correct. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see anything. I just their bank statement. So it's important to know that the definition in the non-QM space of self-employed is that somebody, the borrower has owned 25% or more of that business for at least two years. There are some minimal exceptions, but they're very limited. I would say bank on 25% at a minimum ownership percentage, two plus years. If you've got that, then you've got um, then you've got an opportunity right there. We can calculate the income. If you send the bank statements over to your loan officer at First Trust, I can have that income calculated same day, 24 hours. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's a really You cool. can do that ahead of time too, which is important to note. You don't have to submit the loan to underwriting. I can get that ahead of time submit it. And so therefore your loan officer can get back to you and say, look, this is what John Doe, this is the income that they have, they can qualify for. Now that allows you to figure out how much house that they can truly go and, um, you know, look, look at. Absolutely. And I think it's important to know that sometimes the non-QM space takes a little bit of black eye because I'll use first trust as an example for a lack of knowledge of the product, which is why Ben and I and Lindsay got together six, seven, eight months ago and said, we're going to have a subject matter expert that knows everything that they can know. And even what they don't know has the time. And that is their focus to know. So sometimes non-QM, you go, oh. and even, even some of our guys, until they started gaining confidence in Lindsay's knowledge and our commitment to the non-QM space, because listen, if we're going to have a toolbox, I want it filled with the best tools we can give to our salespeople and to our referral partners. And so non-QM is not bad. Non-QM does not mean you're closing in 90 days or 120 days. I like to say in the non-QM space, and I'm going to jump ahead of Lindsay a little bit here, but there's still no reason you shouldn't close a loan in 45 days or less. Uh, yes, we close a lot of our other loans way, way, way faster than that. But And a lot of our non-QMs actually close way, way faster than that. But the, but when you're getting 24 months bank statements or whatnot, you give a little time, but these are not the big bad wolf. These are opportunities. And, and I think that's where so many of us in sales, so many of us that you know, had gotten been in the business a long time and remembered the old alt A and the oh, you know, the bad words of uh, yeah, all of that. It's not the same thing. Most of our non-QN borrowers are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they have a great repayment history. So this just gives everybody a little more opportunity. So before we go too long, the 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 loan that we do the most of, and I think is such an excellent opportunity for investors is the DSCR loan. And I'm not going to talk about it because I have somebody way smarter than me sitting beside me. So Lindsay, tell us a little bit about the DSCR loan. Yeah, the DSCR loan is really interesting. Uh, the, the acronym is Debt Service Cons Coverage Ratio Loan. Um, these are for your investors, whether you are a long-term investor and you've got a large portfolio, whether you a you are someone who wants to start buying investment properties, these loans are really um, picking up traction and will continue to. There's one thing that God is not going to make any more of, and that's dirt. And that real, like one of the things that we all know that appreciates is typically real estate. So if you can invest in something these days, oftentimes people are investing in real estate. These loans, I don't want to use the word easy, but they are easy. These loans do not require income. They not, do not require any employment information. We don't want it. We don't look at it. I don't want to see it. It's not going to be anywhere on the application. 
These loans are based, the qualifications of these loans are based on a couple of things. FICO credit score. Uh, so no lates, no histories of lates, um, market rent on the appraisal and assets. Um, and by assets, I mean that the borrower has enough money to cover down payment closing costs and typically six months reserves. Um, when I say market rent, we are going to order an appraisal on the property. The appraiser is going to do what is called a uh, 1007 rent schedule. They are going to produce a market rent that is typical for that area, typical for that property. And the goal is on these for these properties to cash flow. At the end of the day, the purpose of these loans is to cash flow. And at the end of the day, for an investor, all they care about is that the loan is going to cash flow. There is no cap on the number of properties that the borrower can have currently or can purchase. Um, one really great feature on these is that we don't want to know all of the different REO properties they have. The only two properties we are focused on is a subject property and the primary their primary residence. If they have a portfolio of 100 loans, I don't care. If they, I, We don't need to know. We don't need to go track down all that information. Um, we just want to know that they have a clean um, housing history, um, their credit looks good, and that they have the money to cover closing costs, down payment, and assets, I mean, and reserves. Um, so, as long as the market rent covers the PITIA, and for to do a little acronym um, lesson, PITI is principal interest taxes and insurance, which is basically your monthly mortgage payment. The A is association dues, that's homeowners association. Typically, the needle doesn't move very much and the scale doesn't tip very much on the A, unless you're dealing with maybe a condo or some type of development that their, organ their association dues are super high. I think the beach, state condos, um, that can tip the scale a little bit. Other than that, it's um, typically just your PITI over the market rent. You want that to be equal to one or higher. Um, and so, that, I mean, these are, they're pretty easy. If it cash flows, it works. Um, these can go up to be 40 year fixed, 40 year interest only. Um, if you want, if the, you know, the investor wants more of a cash flow, I've seen borrowers want to go the 40 year interest only rates for their payments. A little bit more, I mean, a little bit less. So they, you know, cash flows a little bit better. It's just, it all depends on the borrower, but these are really, um, these are really good loans. They're not, they're easy to do. There's not a lot of documentation. There's not a lot, the, the borrower's just not gathering a whole bunch of stuff for it. It really all boils down to the, the um, property cash flowing. And, and, and I'll jump in here. And this is probably the most popular thing you've been doing, probably 10, 12 a month, it seems like, or even more than that. Honestly, I don't keep up with everything. But a couple of things you said, fixed rates are available, okay, which is fantastic because as an investor, as long as you know what your payment is, especially right now in such an increasing rent market, rents are mm -hmm. through the roof, which is, of course, why we encourage home ownership so much, however home ownership works at, for you. But rents are continuously going up as you're qualified based off the cash flow. And the other thing I heard Lindsay say, which is neat, all of you guys that are investors out there going, wait a second, I thought there was a 10 house limit or my, my primary plus nine or whatever. That's not the case. There's a there's been a couple of different investors that we've done and you know closed more mm -hmm. than than even the 10. So it's it's really cool and like she's saying for an investor that may live in California buying a house in Gulf Shores, you're not sending tax returns, you're not sending, you know, and through our mobile app and Lindsay's assistance to our LOs, 
it's pretty seamless and we handle everything on the process. So it's been a really, really good product. Now, Lindsay, one thing that I don't know if you see much or if it, if it works, can you do a DSCR on a multi-unit property? Yes, we can do uh, DSCR loans on up to 10 units. Um, one thing I will say on these is it's important to note that these are these were designed and developed for your long-term tenant. They're thinking long-term 12-month lease tenant, but over the years, as short-term rental properties have become more popular and will continue to become more popular, they are open to short-term rental. It's just important to communicate that to your loan officer, to communicate that to your realtor, that that's your intention so that the appraiser understands what their intentions are with the property. I will say that these are not the loan to go and get if you're wanting to get your son or daughter or a home at a college campus that they're going to occupy. They do ask you to sign a um, disclosure that says business use only, and that it's not going to be occupied by you or a family member. Um, I don't believe there's any type of DSCR police out there, but I want to at least disclose that that is, that is the mindset behind these, that these are not for your immediate use or your family's use um, while you have them. Um, cool. But they, we can do condos, non-warrantable and warrantable and condo tells, which is huge because we can do those on the alt doc space too. It really is huge because that's a, on the conforming side, those are a headache in themselves. So if you can, especially condo tells and non-warrantable condos, that's a, that's a no-go all day long um, on the conforming side. So to be able to have options like that, to be able to go up to loan amounts of three and a half million um, and things of that, it really opens up a lot of opportunity in both the DSCR space and the alt doc. Space. Yeah, really, really a lot of opportunity. One last question on uh, the DSCR space is, can you close that loan in an LLC? A lot of investors have LLCs, want to have LLCs, the whole fanning way you closed it in your personal name and then who knows what happened after closing. But can you truly close a DSCR in an LLC or is that a myth? Yes and no. There <laughs> has to be a personal guarantor on the loan so you have to close then close the loan the actual loan in a natural person's name but the loan can be vested in the llc on title so okay. that is some so essentially there's still the protection there um but these will um th these do have th they truly are the underwriter truly underwriting the, the natural person not the llc so right. it's a yes and no and i would i would think that that's going to change and evolve more and more in the future, but currently, right now, it's, it's a yes, a no. natural person. Well, and, and the thing is, when you say natural person, you're still not getting any income dogs, or, you know. Correct. Well, I don't want to keep all of our listeners too long. This was a lot of information. I actually learned some stuff today. I love putting Lindsay on the spot, by the way, but we're here to help any way we can. And any of you guys out there that are LOs, don't be don't be nervous about non-QM. It's something that I'm very, very slow and methodical and conservative as a leader and as a company owner. And we did, like Lindsay said earlier, these, these products have been out a long time. They're here to stay. We've got some great partners out there that we partner with on the servicing piece and the selling off piece and some of that. But don't be scared of trying these loans out. But... Make sure you're working with a company that has an expert. Make sure you're working with a, a LO that's not scared of it and that is upfront and honest with, this is what I need, this is how I need, this is when I need. And for all you investors out there, there's tremendous amount of opportunity 
and 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 using this DSCR product. Yeah, rents have not even caught up yet. I mean, rents are scheduled. They're going to keep going up. No, they have not caught up. But let's be honest. One last thing. Let's be honest. Loans these last, not last year in particular, but 2020, 2021, loans were easy. We didn't have to get creative. They were just falling out of the sky. Over the last couple of years, we've really had to get creative. So use me as a resource. Use your loan officer as a resource. They know where to find me. You know where to find Glenn. Let us help you. Let us help you get more creative because set yourself apart from your competition. I mean, be become you don't have to become a subject matter expert, but team up with somebody that is and allow them to help you. And, you know, you'll... You'll close more loans than you did last year. Absolutely, absolutely. And for to find all of our information, you can go to our website, www.firsttrusthomeloans.com. Our LOs are scattered from Illinois to Gulf Shores to Kentucky, all over Arkansas, spread across Tennessee now, down in Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, you know, we're Oklahoma. We're we're all over. Our website tells you we're glad to help you, whether you're a customer looking to utilize, whether you're a realtor, whether you're an LO. We're listen, we're all in this together. We're a fraternity, and that's just kind of how we stand. So appreciate you guys listening to the the first podcast of the year. This will uh, be an ongoing thing. I love doing it. I love bringing people on. We learn together. And uh, until next time, y'all go have a a very good rest of your day. Thanks a lot. Thanks, y'all.